And so, in the words of Sir Isaac Newton, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. Georgia Tech is proud of its many traditions, but the one I find most exciting is our tradition of excellence. Our mission as students is not to follow in the footsteps of the astronauts, Nobel Prize laureates, and president who graduated before us, but to exceed their footsteps, crush the shoulders of the giants upon whom we stand. We here are all such innovative people, so I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech. We can do that. I am doing that. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It is your slightly annoying host, Stephen. With me, as always, is the other host, Joshua. Welcome to What's the Good Word? Hey, Joshua, what's the good word? The hell with Georgia, Stephen. Amen. Amen. Are you going to ask it back to me? I mean, what's the good word to you? To hell with Georgia. There well, we now go. that we got that taken care of, why don't we get on with the show? Hey, welcome to episode number two of What's the Good Word? So glad you guys are with us. So glad you guys listened to the first show. Something I'm going to say for the first few shows, and I know Joshua agrees with me on this. Uh, this show is What's the Good Word? It is brought to you by Georgia Tech alumni and Georgia Tech fans for Georgia Tech alumni and Georgia Tech fans, because we want to spread the good word. And we want to tell you all about what's going on with Georgia Tech athletics, maybe some other things about the life of Georgia Tech. We want to be your one-stop shop for keeping up with Georgia Tech athletics. We're so glad you, for those of you that listened to the first show. And we're going to ask you, hey, you know another Georgia Tech fan. You know another Georgia Tech alum. We want you to tell them about this show because that's the only way we're going to grow. So thank you for the five-star reviews. Thank you for those of you that listened to the first show. And we hope you continue to come back and use this show as your place to keep up with Georgia Tech Athletics. Joshua, I've done the introduction. Where do you want to go today to start? Well, I think that the first thing we're going to do, we're going to get the, uh, the recruiting stuff out of the way because there's not a lot of new stuff on this front. And also it's Georgia Tech. So talking about recruiting more often than not just kind of Sounds sad and depressing, especially to you know other college football fans. But um, in the month well, those of other Auburn, college football, hey, whoa, whoa, those other college football fans aren't here. You're right. So let's be Either happy way. about what we got. We're very happy, and the two players we're about to tell you about right here, we, we should be very happy we picked them up because it looks like we might have picked up some some solid uh, college football players. So we picked up uh, in August. Picked up two guys: one, L.J. Green, who's a cornerback from Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, he's 6'1", 170. So he's a little skinny, but he's pretty tall for a corner. Um, he did have some offers from some relatively notable uh, colleges, places like Marshall, Liberty, and he actually picked up an offer from Florida State. So there were some Power 5 schools and a couple other, you know, high major or high mid-major teams going after him. He was number 90 in the 2023 class, according to 24-7 Sports, number 41 in the state of Alabama, uh, three-star prospect. Not necessarily going to draw too many crazy headlines, but from the scouting reports that you can find from Ken Segura on AJC, uh, he's you know obviously he's very long. Um, he's apparently really good with jump balls, so which you would expect from a six-one guy. Uh, so he could be very good, potentially maybe a safety if he's fast enough. Uh, we'll see what happens. Just another good add to the Q, uh, the CB room. And the other one, this one has the potential to be a massive find. Jacob Cruz. 
He's an athlete from Kennesaw, Georgia. Now I say athlete because he doesn't really have a position right now. He played basketball while he was in high school. He also played tight end, wide receiver, linebacker, and a little defensive line. So he can kind of play everywhere. He's 6'5", 225, which sounds more like a basketball player's build. But as I said, he played kind of everywhere. Um, he was unranked as of now on 24-7. Uh, they didn't have any kind of rankings on him because I think he's just now kind of committing to playing football. Uh, but he did. He was clearly big enough because he got offers from places like Virginia, Vanderbilt, Georgia State, Mississippi State. Um, and he also had some offers from the, uh, the service academies. So, you know, two, two solid pickups. One of them kind of a ball of clay for Jeff Collins to mold in whatever he kind of wants him to be. And the other one looks like just a, a good, solid cornerback uh, that has a chance to be a productive starter. To be clear, these are both recruits for the 2023 class, correct? Yes, yes 2023. And uh, thanks to, and we always thank where we find all of our news. We want to thank AJC.com, Ken Segura, a great writer. Yep. And 24 uh, seven rivals.com. Uh, also um, we do watch the athletic. We watch uh, ramblingrec.com. So we try to keep up with everything. We don't bring everything to you. We bring the things that Georgia tech alum, Georgia tech fans want to hear about. Speaking of which uh, on the day we're recording, this just had another nice little story break out. Uh, one of the first, if not the first or the next big NIL story, uh, Georgia Tech's offensive line signs an NIL deal with Hooters. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Now, to be clear, this is an NIL deal that Hooters signed, not with tons, with, with a more than a few colleges, uh, kind of got all the college's offensive linemen, but Joshua... One of Tech's offensive linemen really should be getting at least a bonus, I think, out of this. Talk I would think that. so. So, obviously, as uh, Stephen said, there's been a bunch of them uh, from Powell Chow to Pierce Quick. But the biggest one, and I think the one that might make Hooters the most money, or at least draw the most headlines, was offensive tackle Wing Green. And, yes, his first name is Wing, W-I-N-G. So, perfect for a wing place that he is now on their payroll as an advertiser. Insert your cheesy money joke about green with uh, with chicken wings. And <laughs> there you've got it. So uh, nice, uh, nice story. Uh, I know uh, if Georgia Tech can do one thing better than most other colleges, it will be innovate. It will be uh, research and find the best way, I believe, potentially to coexist in this new NIL world. Saw a headline about uh, who really runs college football. It's the NILs. I, I, it, it, this is all taking shape, but I think it, you'll say do it the right way. I don't even know what the right way is, but this is a really cool story. Yeah, good for them. Uh, they'll make some appearances. I don't know if it'll cause me to want to go to Hooters any more than I do now currently, uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. So uh, kudos to those guys. Congratulations to them. Uh, let's uh, talk real quick uh, about uh, we are, as, as the time of this recording, we pretty much wrapped up the preseason practices. We're about two weeks away mm-hmm. uh, from the opening game. Uh, and so we, you and I kind of went through and AJC, Ken Segura does a great job kind of keeping track of every practice and when the media is allowed in, what they see. What are, let's, let's talk real quick, you and I rapid fire. What are the things we're reading? What are the things we're seeing uh, for uh, for the Georgia Tech fans and alum that are listening to us, what are what are we picking up in the preseason practices so far? Well, the first thing that I wanted to mention was a mistake that I made on the previous episode. 
Uh, I mentioned Pierce Quick as being the left tackle, uh, the transfer from Alabama, because he's listed as that on rlads.com, which is the best depth chart I can find. Uh, but according to Ken Segura, he's actually playing at guard during um, these preseason practices. Now, he does mention multiple times in these articles that Brent Kay, the uh, offensive line coach, Brent, Brent yeah. Key, yeah, he likes to he likes to cross-train people. So there's a chance that he's just kind of trying to up the versatility. But if he's getting a lot of reps there, he might be sliding into guard. I believe it's either Wayne Green or Ja'Kaia Franklin, who's been kind of the front runner for the left tackle. So uh, I will say as the Tech alum, and, and sorry to say this, but this isn't Calculus 3, uh, or actually this is Calculus 3. We won't grade on the curve. This is the failout class. So that does mark against you. So everyone listening, Joshua has a mark against him. Uh, I, I don't, we, we're not going to grade on the curve. So you, but you asked forgiveness, so we forgive you, but that was a wrong answer. So I, I don't know what your grade is right now. Apologies. Yeah. So you better, you know, I'll shape it up. Don't worry. Yeah. You, um, your, your rat hat is, is looking rough right now. Go ahead. Next. So the other one that I've noticed Keon white, I think is the one is one of the Georgia tech guys. He's probably second in terms of off season kind of hype. Um, he made Bruce Feldman for the athletic does a list every year of like uh, freaks in college, which sounds weird, but it's basically just, these are athletes that do some crazy stuff on the football field. And Keon white is the only Georgia tech guy to make it. Uh, he's an edge rusher. We picked him up out of old dominion, I believe two years ago. Uh, he didn't get to play a lot last year cause he got hurt and he's kind of, he in spring practice, he's been healthy so far. And apparently he is, he is tearing it up. He looks as explosive as ever coming off the line. Uh, he's, he's, he's giving it to these offensive linemen. So if he can stay healthy, you know, we're starting to see flashes of what he could potentially do. The, the way I've heard it described is uh, there were some NFL scouts that come to the practices and Keon White is the player right now that is the NFL type or yes. the body type, athletic yeah. type. So can he do He's a 3-4 outside yeah. linebacker. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Uh, my first observation that I noticed is, uh, and and I don't think, you know, a thing I noticed is there's a lot of mentions in multiple practices how accurate Jeff Sims has been. Yes, yes. Uh, it's been made a point that he is, uh, he is, he is more accurate. He's more decisive. There was a great article, uh, one of the early practices, where Sims has said he knows he needs to step up. He knows this is his team that, uh, you know, it's it kind of the pressure is on him. They brought in all these other quarterbacks uh, and and they've been pushing him. So that's good. But I, I think, you know, the Georgia Tech season is is going to come down to a few things. We have to have better line play on both sides of the ball. We said that in the last episode. Jeff Sims has got to kind of carry the offense, both in passing, being accurate. Uh, and then uh, the other thing I'll say that I noticed uh, and, and have heard about is we definitely lost Jameer Gibbs. That's huge. Everybody's kind of counting us out because of that. But there is depth at running back, yeah. which longtime Tech fans, hey, we always had eight, nine running backs with ball. So um, it's kind of returned to four or five guys. And and the, the one guy who's been there the whole time is is Smith, I believe. And, yeah, and, Dante Smith. Yeah, Dante Smith. And so, but these other guys they brought in look pretty good. So that, those are the things I noticed is Sims and the running backs are going to, you know, if they get any kind of decent blocking, maybe we got a shot at controlling the ball and scoring some points. Yeah. 
the only other two things that I've, I, I noticed from the articles was one, he doesn't really make any mentions of who's leading the start, which might be because, you know, the coaches aren't necessarily always available and they're not really willing to talk about that just yet. It does look like there's a lot of different people kind of making a case because, um, you know, when you're, when you're three and nine, more often than not, your lineup isn't necessarily set in stone for the next season. Uh, with as, especially with as much roster turnover as Georgia Tech. I mean, they've lost both. They lost both safeties. They lost their running back. They lost a few starters on the line. So the lineup's still uncertain. There's been plenty of guys kind of making a case for it. The other big one, uh, special teams matter. Let's not let's not forget, you know, we. I remember the days of Harrison Butker, and I realized how spoiled I was at such a young age, uh, having watched the kicking game the last few years. It looks like Jude Kelly, who's a relatively newer name. I believe he was on campus last year, but he didn't really get a chance. He seems to be taking the lead here for the kicker job. Um, I have not seen – I believe Gavin Stewart was the other other name from last season, other than um, Brett Samaglia, who came in as a transfer and then graduated. Um, Jude Kelly, is he was going four for four, three for four consistently on the days. His range stretches out to about 50 yards. I believe he hit one from 51 in one of the early practices. Uh, so haven't seen his name mentioned much, but when it's been mentioned, it's been very positive. Well, at this point, we'll take the positives we can get. We're going to circle back to the football team and kind of talk about uh, what we see for the schedule. That's going to be the more in-depth side, but we're getting to where uh, we want to kind of wrap up the news. Again, just if this is your first time listening, what, uh, what our goal, what Joshua and myself, what we're trying to do is give you as much news as we can, not a ton of opinion in the front end, because as we know, again, our, our podcast is for Georgia Tech fans and Georgia Tech alum. You guys got stuff to do. We're we're all we're running the world, right? Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech people, especially, you know, we run the world. We 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 got stuff to do. So we're gonna get you in and out and get your news so that you can go on. Before we leave, just so that it's not just football news, there are a couple other things I want to make sure and point out. And these are incredibly important things. Number one, the uh, Georgia Tech women's volleyball team is kind of kicking off their season. Uh, I bet a lot of people don't know, and they should know Georgia Tech women's volleyball is going into this season. In a top, they are top ten, depending on what uh, uh, what ranking you use. Um, so fantastic team! They're starting off their schedule. Go to ramblingrec.com and uh, find out more about them. Find out about tickets. Go to see them. They play in the old gym. Man, fantastic venue uh, to watch athletics. Uh, but the other thing I was going to point out, there was a great article on ramblingrec.com about uh, Georgia Tech volleyball All American Julia Bergman who spent the summer playing for Brazil's national volleyball team uh, for summer competition, competing in the FIVB Volleyball Nations League. Man, fantastic story. Uh, Great article. I I, uh, would encourage everybody to go read it, find out about uh, the volleyball schedule and and get your tickets uh, and and go see some some good action. The other thing, obviously, uh, here in the fall, just wanted to kind of point out, of course, cross country is, is starting off. Uh, they, I've never been to a cross country meet full disclosure, but, uh, they're competing. Uh, and also, uh, there are some, uh, jackets at the, uh, U S amateur open, uh, Bartley Forrester, uh, Christo Lamprex and Ross Steelman, uh, are competing at the U S amateur. So good luck to those guys. And Joshua, uh, I believe you had a little bit of news you wanted to bring up in terms of former tech baseball player. I do. Baseball players, I found something else I wanted to talk about. So the first one is a big deal. Xavion Curry, former starting pitcher for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. He was drafted by the Cleveland Indians, or Cleveland Guardians now, excuse me. Ooh, seventh round. Oh, strike number two. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to get this canceled before it gets off the ground. 
Um, he was taken in the seventh round um, in 2019. And recently he made his MLB debut for the Guardians. I uh, got called up, got to get a spot start. He went five innings. Fortunately, he didn't have the greatest start. He gave up eight hits, three earned runs, uh, three strikeouts, only one walk. So, you know, not the not a not a bang of a debut, but I mean it's hard to get there. Not terrible. Yeah, not terrible. It's, it's hard to get there. The other one that I really wanted to shout out is Justin Henry Malloy, former third baseman on last year's tech team that went to the uh, NCAA World Series and gave Tennessee a run for their money until the uh, off until the uh, bullpen kind of blew it. Henry Malloy got picked up by the uh, Atlanta Braves in the sixth round in 2021. And he's been absolutely raking this season. He was hitting 304 in Rome. He hit so well. They moved him up to Mississippi, where he's been for the last 31 games. He's currently hitting 278 with a 397 on base percentage and a 407 slugging percentage. So, I mean, he's he shot his way up the Braves prospect list. He went from 28 to 13, all in the span of half a season. And you know why? Because that's what he does. Because he knows the good word. He knows the good word, baby. All right. So speaking of the good word, let's try to give some good words. Uh, so that's that's the end of the news. If you want to leave at this point, we thank you for coming. We're going to take a few more minutes and we are going to talk about the Georgia Tech football schedule. Uh, this is now the one thing I promise you will not do. By the way, my my uh, I'm the alum. Joshua is the fan. He said, and I think he was kidding, but I kind of think he wasn't. He said, well, we could go over the schedule and kind of predict our wins, losses, go through each game. That's a win. That's a loss. Um, Tech alum, you know, we had too many calculus problems and and too many things of statistics and probabilities. We're not going to do that because that's just a waste of time. That's what what Georgia fans do. That's what, that's what. It's just simple because they're just like, we're going to beat everybody. We're going to beat everybody. So we're not going to do that. We won't. so instead, what I thought we uh, what I thought we could do is uh, we I do want to talk about the schedule though. We're not going to necessarily predict wins and losses, but um, you know, Joshua, we we've been we've been watching the preseason practices or we've been reading news about it. Uh, they had the the you know they had the scrimmage and and other things. Obviously, everything coming out of camp right now is positive. They're they're yeah. wanting to focus on the positives. But I think all Tech fans and all Tech alum are, are watching this season going, could it be any worse than it was last year? Is it going to get any better uh, than, it, than it's been for the last three years? So, you know, what do you see when you look at the schedule? What, what should we be paying attention to when it comes to the schedule? I, I see very few gimmies. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, unfortunately with the level the tech played at last year, you can say that most, most any game they go into isn't going to be a gimme considering last year's Northern Illinois debacle. Although Northern Illinois ended up being relatively good. They're still a group of five program. Um, opening up the season tech has its toughest five game stretch and arguably its toughest games in general outside of UGA. Uh, they open the game series against Clemson which uh, we get to do, we do get to play that in Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta, but, um, you know, Clemson's Clemson. Um, They could still have some issues from last year with their offense, but even last year with a crappy offense, they still beat us because we couldn't score at all, and their defense might be better this year. Um, We get a break against Western Carolina, but then we've got to play Ole Miss, UCF, and Pitt. And those three games right there, that 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 could get ugly, unfortunately. Um, 
because you know UCF is not the powerhouse that it used to be, but it's still a very good group of five program. Ole Miss is arguably one of the better SEC programs, um, and we might be able to catch them on a good week because they have so many transfers that are going to be. Tra- we might be able to catch them by surprise because they're still breaking some people in, but at the same time, the talent level on their roster is significantly higher. Than ours. Right, and the so biggest thing. Those- Sorry. So that's right. After those five, uh, we play. We play Duke at home. Duke, Duke uh, needs to be a gimme. Duke has to be a gimme. We need to make well, sure. I hope so. So we play Duke. We play Virginia at home. Then we go to Florida State. This we is go to, yeah. go to Virginia Tech, uh, and then the last of that next five is we play uh, Miami before finishing up the year with North Carolina and Georgia. Yes. Um, so I think. Uh, I think you know as you as we look at that schedule, it, it, kind of thinking best case scenario, we actually improve on our offensive and defensive line. Sims kind of shows some of the potential uh, that he has. The the running backs are are deep and, and stay healthy, and mm-hmm. and we kind of do what we want to do, uh, speeding up the offense while also kind of controlling the ball. Um, you know, is there a chance for this team to to win six, five, six, seven games, go to a bowl game? Absolutely. I think there's a chance that we can win six or seven. Um, I definitely think we can beat Western Carolina. Uh, I said Pitt was going to be tough, but Pitt also lost a lot of talent themselves. They lost Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison, which was kind of their, you know, baseline of success last season. Uh, right. But then, you know, when you get, once you get past those guys, it's a lot of mid-tier ACC programs, you know, Virginia's got a really explosive offense, but uh, we don't. Brennan Armstrong's had problems staying healthy, and you know we don't know what they're going to look like going in. FSU is going to be a coin flip. I don't know what that game's going to look like until a week before, because FSU could either be on top of the world or Mike Norvell could be fired, and we could be going with an interim head coach. Um, you know, Miami I think is going to be tough because Mario Cristobal has really reinvigorated them down there. Uh, Virginia Tech is always a six and six program, seven and five. Um, that's really going to be a coin flip in and of itself. UNC has a name brand. I don't think UNC is really going to be that because they weren't that good last year and they're replacing Sam Howell. So I'm there's less, I don't think there's big threat there. So I think there's a good chance for five, six wins. Yeah, so that was that was kind of the point I was making. I mean, we we start really tough. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a, apart from Western Carolina, you you and and of course, given our last couple seasons, you can't guarantee anything. But uh, you know, Clemson, Ole Miss, UCF, and Pitt that that those are four very tough. And yep. and of course, uh, you know, you end with Georgia. And and I was I was looking at that string of games: the Duke, Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech. Those four games. Um, last year's team, we got about halfway through the season. And again, I said it last week, I felt like, I felt like they, they lost the locker room. I, I felt like the team, uh, you know, I'm not going to say gave up. They, they did, they played hard, but they, it just was a, a rolling downhill and you can't stop the momentum, the bad momentum. Yeah. If, if we go into, if we come, you know, depending on what's happened to start this tough stretch, the Duke, Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech could be that stretch where you kind of rescue the season uh, or at least some semblance of rescuing the season and going, hey, maybe we're getting better. Um, or it, it you it just kind of disappears and, and just ends horribly, horribly bad for this team. 
Um, I, I will say this. The most positive thing I can say is this. Uh, I was a, I was in high school when Bobby Ross came to Georgia Tech. And that those teams, when he started, it was awful. And nobody, nobody expected in 1990 for that team to do what they did. Now, I am not saying <laughs> this team is going to go undefeated. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is momentum is a very interesting thing, and confidence is a very interesting thing. And it'll be interesting to see if this team can get any confidence. Can Jeff Sims get some confidence? Can the running backs and the offense, the new offensive line get some confidence? Because what's really funny is, as I was reading stuff, you know, oh, tech, they're, they're not returning anybody. Every So many people have left. You know, that's going to be tough. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be tough. But that team didn't win anything. Yeah. So how bad is it if, you know, maybe the new people will do better. So, uh, and, and I seem to remember that 90 team had some new people, you know, most notably, I believe Sean Jones was either in his first or second year. And you just, you, you, well, actually, I'm sorry. You had some guys that just kind of grew up together and kind of went through it together and they just started rolling because they got some confidence. Stranger things have happened. I'm not saying they're going undefeated, but I'm saying this team has got to find some confidence. Let's that's, that's what's been missing all three years is we just, we haven't had competence or confidence and that's kind of what I'm looking for. What are you going to need to find it? Because if they don't, I think Jeff Collins is going to be given his walking papers pretty soon. Um, which you know sounds a little hot takey, but he's been he's gotten time. He he recruited pretty good at first, but most of those recruiting wins are gone now. They all transferred, and now we're left with a nine and twenty five record over the last three years. Yeah, I so Joshua, I get what you're saying with with Collins's record, and nobody's happy. I'm not happy, but I just I just want to give the guy a little bit of credit. When, when everybody was leaving after the end of last year, and again, I felt like it was a sinking ship. I think everybody did, and people were leaving. What he's put on the field right now, and we'll see how they perform, but he got some transfers back. He got some freshmen to still come in. He, he clearly, I think, is still a good recruiter. Um, now, what I've, my problem has always been I'm not seeing the development. Yes. I need to see the development. And again, I said this last week, I'll probably continue to say it. You know, Paul spoiled me of watching boring football well executed. Yeah. And I and Collins is exciting, but it's not well executed yet. So well, unfortunately, with the way that college football is right now, you don't really get as much time as you would want, especially since I believe tech wants to, they might not want to compete for national titles because. It's hard to do that on the level of like Alabama because of how much money they spend, but tech wants to at least be semi-competitive. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that they're not, other schools are going to start getting more and more and more and more money. Tech's never going to be rolling in dough for their athletic department. So they're going to have to do what they can. And if Jeff Collins, you can, you can find coaches that go to smaller programs that don't have as much money and still create success like Luke Fickle at Cincinnati you've got to find somebody like that who can, you know, get guys in the door and then develop them. I think you hit the nail on the head. Collins got some talent. He just never developed that talent. 
So, you know, oh, he brought in some, some talented recruits. Uh, he brought in some talented transfers who didn't get a chance to play at their other schools. Okay, but he's got to, you know, develop them to where they can still play. Yeah. Well, and uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I take a little offense because Tech could put all the money they want into building for a national championship. They don't because they spend money in more important stuff like research, development, uh, there was news this past week of the new uh, um, bio, the new research stuff that's going to be going up downtown. So we put a lot of money into a lot of other things, but you don't play the game unless you want to try to win. Uh, you don't, I mean, you're not going, Hey, we'll be okay with middle. No, we can be excellent. We can be excellent. There's nothing wrong with getting, finding athletes who also want to build more amazing lives afterward because they get a degree and because they take advantage of all that Georgia Tech has to offer. And what Georgia Tech has to offer is not found in many other schools. Sorry, but that's my pretentious, obnoxious Georgia Tech self. Because, you know, damn it, to hell with Georgia. So Dang. to hell with Georgia. Yeah. Well, I'm going right. to shut out by them this year. I'll, I'll feel <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we beat them in basketball. So we're back to that back when I was a kid and I had the idiot Georgia fans. Well, I'm a Tech basketball fan. So anyway, all right. Hey, we got issues, but that's, you know, that's for our, that's for our counselors. That's not for you guys. Um, so I just want to say great episode today. Uh, we, we said in our first episode, we we're going to try and keep them to about 20, 25 minutes. I think the key is we want to get the news done in about the first 15 minutes. We can get that done and get you guys on your way. We'll try to do uh, more on the back end. By the way, Joshua, I want to let you know, one of the first listeners uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I'd love to be one of your first guests. We could talk about the roller coaster ride of my years at Tech, being a fan in the in the late 90s. Uh, and we were talking about Joe Hamilton. So uh, I don't know if we're going to start interviewing listeners right away. I would love to, uh, we'll, we'll talk about who we want, but we definitely want to bring interviews on the show. We know you guys don't want to listen to us all the time. Uh, please like and subscribe, uh, whether you get it at Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting platforms that we can be found on. Uh, we are hopefully by the next episode, we're going to have a way for you to reach out to us and contact us. We're looking at whether it be email or social media. So we'll, we'll work on that and figure that out for now. All we're asking is we, for those of you that have listened already, thank you so much. We, all, we ask you, you probably know at least one other person because this show is not for everybody. It is for the right people. And those are Georgia Tech fans and Georgia Tech alum that want to keep up with the program, uh, but not say, I'll hang up and listen. So, uh, you know, if you know at least one other person, tell them about this show. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll kind of grow this organically. We're not looking for any sponsors. We're not looking to turn this into any money-making thing. This is a labor of love from a Tech fan and Tech alum. Uh, who agree with what the good word is. And what's that, Joshua? With Georgia. So what's the good word? To hell with Georgia. So for my uh, for my host, Joshua, this is your slightly annoying host, Stephen, saying uh, we'll catch you next time. And uh, remember, what's the good word? That ending sucked. I got to do a different ending. I'm sorry. Go ahead. How did I end it last time? I can't remember. I don't remember. How much time do we have? We got about 15 minutes. Let me, let me, let me find it. Everybody, it is your slightly annoying host. You asked the question to watch very close to this. That's not a year that, like you mentioned, Josh, you know, developing the offer. 
maybe want to give a little more. One thing we won't do is waste your time. Another thing we won't do is fill this with all kinds of hot spring steak because that's for other Joshua, any party words? Um, to hell with Georgia. That's the good word. And we'll catch you next time on What's the Good Word. Yeah, so it was That's the Good Word. Okay, so, um, oops. So I, I think what I'll do is I'll do the same thing. I'll go, Joshua, any parting, any parting words? And you'll go to hell with Georgia. You know, that's the good word. Okay. So, um, all right. So let me, I'll do kind of the wrap up again here okay. real quick. All right. Um, <clears throat> three, two, one. So that, uh, that ends our talk about uh, the football team and, and some of the football news. Just a reminder that Joshua and I were tech fans, tech alum. We do this show for tech fans, tech alum. For those of you that have listened already, thank you so much. We are not looking for sponsors. What we are looking for is we're looking for people like you who know other tech fans and other tech alum. Invite them to listen to this show. We don't want to waste your time. We do want to fill this time up with good information that you can take with you and stay connected to the teams that you love at the, at the university that you love, the institute that, that you love. Forgive me. Oh, my Lord. There, I made my mistake, Joshua. Calculus three, no, no grading on the curve. It's the institute that we all love. It's the Georgia Institute of Technology. So uh, we hope that you keep listening. Tell somebody else about this show because we'd love to kind of grow it organically. So Joshua, any parting words? To hell with Georgia. That is the good word. So we'll end it on that and we'll catch you next time on What's the Good Word. <laughs>